Hey, sweet sister friend, did you see that the very first Shine Retreat for 2022 is scheduled? All right, sister friend, I've been dropping in my private Facebook group and I'm sharing it now here with you as a Shine with Franny Show listener. And it is scheduled for May 12th through the 15th in the Sunshine State. What better way to connect with the sun than in the sun? All right, so DM me for more information. I will be sharing more soon, but this is exclusive for the first 10 women. And I know it is going to sell out very quickly because of all the exciting events and happenings and most of all the transformation that you're going to experience so message me at franny at shinewithfranny.com for all the details for the first retreat of 2022 all right now grab your pen and paper and let's get on with the show All right there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Brandy show. I am so glad you are here today because I have a very special treat for you today. My dear friend, Deborah Muscarella Burns. She, and I always have to use the Deborah Muscarella part because that's how I knew her from way back when. And she's still my phone that way, even though she's been married for 20 plus years now. So I am so excited that she is on to share her story with you, her breakthrough story and tell what God has done and how he continues to work in and through her. So Welcome, Deborah Burns. Thank you, Franny. It's great to be here. So glad you're here. All right. So as I just mentioned a second ago, this month is all about breakthrough stories. People are seeking health and they're seeking wholeness. And I felt like the time leading up to Easter was perfect for that because we know that what happened at the cross and then, of course, at the grave is the reason why we all exist, right? It's that resurrection power. And I have just seen God, not only in this season right now of your life, but in many other times of your life where God's resurrection power and the breakthrough power has just been so infused in and through you. And so your journey is definitely remarkable, full of breakthroughs that will inspire others. So I'm just going to pretty much get out of the way here. And you're just going to share what is ever on your heart and tell the woman who's listening today and maybe needs hope and holding on a little bit about your journey. So take it away, sister friend. <laughs> well, great. Well, I have been married to Steve Burns for 16 years. <laughs> he thought it was 20 something. It seems feel like that forever. Way. Yeah, it seems like forever. <laughs> I think we've known each other over 20 years or so. So that's fun. Uh, I just, oh gosh, my journey is wow. It covers so many things, but right now the the top thing that I'm dealing with is cancer. I had, uh, in September, I had a CT scan done and they found six tumors throughout my body and told me I had ovarian cancer. And since October 1st, I have been uh, working to, working through this diagnosis. And yes, in the beginning, there was fear, anxiety, worry, all that stuff is normal. I actually have three other friends that are dealing with cancer now, and it's been taking me back to the beginning because I have to remember, oh yeah, I was fearful. Now I'm not, but anyway, you know, in the beginning, you have to understand cancer, the big C feels like a death sentence and it's not anymore. I am so grateful for every person who's had cancer in the past five, 10, 20, or 30 years because these doctors have been practicing medicine and they figured out how to help us through cancer. So I'm so grateful for those that have gone before me and I don't take it lightly because I've been so almost like a boring patient because I haven't had any issues (laughs) other than losing my hair uh, all over, by the way. It's very weird not to have nose hair. 
the one thing you would think uh, God really knew he was in the details and knew we needed nose hair. But uh, so that cracks me up. But um, hey, pause for a second right there on that. Like, you can't just like fly by that one. What do you need? I mean, I know nose hair kind of like filters some of the dirt, but like, how do you notice it? Like, do you get dirt um, up your nose all the time? And not necessarily. You just get your runny nose. There's nothing. Oh. Um, congestion. Um, sometimes you get bloody noses from chemo. I don't know what causes the bloody noses, but that's been on and off, but it's been, that's just been the only minor thing that was on the list of many things that can go wrong. Um, they talked about having that tingling in your hands and feet, losing taste and, and having a metallic taste in your mouth and food not tasting good. So of course, before chemo, I was eating everything I wanted to, cause I didn't think I was gonna like anything. I still have not had that metallic taste. Everything still tastes good. So um, I, I ate a lot of calories for nothing, but um, it's been a good, you know, again, it's, I've been very, very fortunate. Even the doctor said it, when I was telling him how great things are going in the office, he's like, shh, don't like, he's worried other patients are going to hear how good I'm doing. And it's like, no, I want to shout from the rooftops how great God is and getting me through this. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's been the latest journey. And, you know, I've been walking with God for 29 years now. And I really thought I was afraid as a new believer that if something bad happened to me, I was going to get angry with God and, and lose my faith and walk away from Christianity. I, I'm susceptible to that. Everybody is. My biggest fear was losing my dad. He had heart issues. He survived prostate cancer. He's now thriving at 86 years old. He's going to outlive us all. And I don't fear that anymore. <laughs> what a waste of energy and time that was to worry about losing my mom or dad. And they're both doing great. But um, I just, I've realized so much from this that my faith is a lot stronger than I realized. <laughs> I never got angry at God. I never questioned why. Um, I actually see this as a gift because I've never, in the 29 years I've done ministry, I've never taken a break like this. I'm working part-time. I'm finishing a second book, but I'm also um, resting, resting in him. And I think the key for me in the beginning of this in October, November was the word of God. I've read it. I've studied it. I've taught it. Now I get to see it living out in reality, speaking the word of God over my body, um, knowing that Jesus's blood is coursing through my veins and that it's his blood and not mine that's passing these blood tests and um my iron is increasing. It's supposed to be decreasing. It was at a seven in September and now we're at a 10 before surgery. Like that's unheard of. Well, chemo is supposed to decrease your iron. And, you know, even though the doctor said, oh, there's not enough spinach you can eat. There's nothing healthy you can do to increase or change your iron. That's a hogwash. God can change anything. And, and uh, so I just, Give God glory because the word of God has truly come to life in a whole new way for me personally. And I'm grateful to walk through this so that I can empathize with other people who are walking through it. Um, so, yeah, I, I thank God for this. I thank him every day. 
I just love your positivity. And of course, I'm going to give everybody at the end an opportunity to follow you and whatnot, but she has had some amazing posts and not only funny ones, but really just inspirational ones. And just like she's saying today, you know, taking this as a gift and looking at this from a different lens altogether. And so Deb, I was ferociously, you know, or fervently, I guess, maybe not ferociously, that's more hunger, but writing down notes, you know, just trying to go over some things um, that you were sharing in terms of not seeing this as a death sentence. Like mm-hmm. I know that you had mentioned, you know, some of the other things you had worried about over the years. And I've had a number of friends who've had cancer, some even two and three times, you know, oh. the same kind of breast cancer or whatnot. And, you know, I think that the same thing, the common thread that I recognized in the three of you who I've known who've had cancer recently, uh, my friend, Vicki just had it the second time she was diagnosed. And she was just like, cancer has no hold on me. She was like, does he know who he's dealing with? And I was like, boom. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like when you have that real encounter, when you recognize like Jesus's blood is coursing through my veins, like I'm not going to even be afraid for a hot minute. Um, but I want to circle back to something you mentioned, you know, 29 years of ministry, because some people, if they're new to the Lord or even been walking with the Lord, can you kind of give us maybe a little bit of a brief overview of some of the foundational steps. You mentioned 29 years in ministry. And when I first met you, I was 19 years old. Oh gosh, that tells you how old I am, but the both of us, but you had left um, the position as a nanny. And then I took over, you know, had some big shoes to fill, but I took over that role, but you left to then be um, a full-time missionary at that time. So can you just kind of give us maybe a cliff notes version of your 29 years of ministry that perhaps laid the foundation for that strength and faith, for that fortified walk, you know, to be able to get you to where you are today. That's so good. Yes. I, oh my goodness. So I see my life in series of sevens for seven years. I was on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ. Now it's called Crew. It's a college ministry, but they also had a high school ministry that I really wanted to get involved in because I became a Christian at 22 at the University of Central Florida. And I wanted to help high school students to know the Lord like I wish I did growing up in that personal way. Um, So seven years or so with staff with Campus Crusade, working on public school campuses, leading Bible studies, outreaches, mission trips to Italy and Romania and oh my goodness, Spain and Costa Rica and all over the place. So it's been really fun to travel and speak and uh, just be an evangelist wherever you live. And that's what I learned to do because of the training I received from crew. So evangelism was very key because someone shared Christ with me. I couldn't wait to tell other people. And I saw the eternal benefit and perspective of it all, how important it is. And that's our mission that we're all ambassadors of reconciliation. And I wish I had a business card that said that, you know, Deborah Burns, ambassador of reconciliation, because I want to reconcile you to God if you don't know him yet. And then after crew, I really had a burden for uh, helping young girls dealing with sexual integrity and pregnancies and so many students, even Christian students, struggled with purity and forgiveness after they messed up. And um, they needed to know God's grace. They needed to know how to overcome because of all these messages that were coming out in the 90s and 2000. And it was very confusing. Plus, as we got the internet, it became more accessible to become addicted to porn and other at things that we didn't have growing up. 
So I was counseling and helping girls dealing with some of those addictions and issues. And it really uh, led me to leave staff to work at a crisis pregnancy center. I did that for seven years and I got to help clients who were uh, dealing with unplanned pregnancies, dealing with um, abusive and dangerous relationships, encouraging them and giving them strength and hope on how to get out of bad relationships. I was teaching high school students and youth groups uh, about sexual integrity. So that was a fun season in life. And that's how God brought my husband to me. Uh, I was working part-time at the pregnancy center, part-time as a waitress at Cracker Barrel and going to church. And I was 33 years old. And I said, God, if you have someone for me, these are the three places I'm at. And he brought Steve to the pregnancy center. Believe it or not, he was not pregnant. But he came through the door as a youth pastor looking for a female to talk to his girls about sexual purity. And we sat in a counseling room and our first conversation was about sex, how not to have it, don't worry. But uh, that is uh, how God worked and brought him to me and brought me to him. And, and that was 17 years ago. Then uh, while we started a home and he was called to his job, had an opportunity in Jacksonville. We moved to Jacksonville. I missed being with high school kids on campus. So I rejoined Campus Crusade to work among the students at Mandarin High School in Jacksonville. And I did that. And then I, I was a substitute teacher for a couple of years. And that was an incredible love that season. Did more mission trips and things then I was hired on nine years ago with Christ Church as their student ministry director. Then I was the family ministry director, the student spiritual formations director. My title kept changing because things in church move about and it's a very interesting uh, ship. <laughs> Big ships turn slowly. And so I've been on staff for nine years, working with students, young adults. Now I'm the community care pastor. And um, so that season of life has uh, continued to show me what I've learned since the early years. You know, there was, you know, big evangelism. Then it was about serving people and building relationships and then sharing Christ. And so I feel like I have a great co combination of both. Mm -hmm. where it's like, I'll share with a stranger and I can share with a friend mm -hmm. or I can build a friendship and then share Christ or I can just share with the waitress or the nurse or whoever has <laughs> ears to hear. I will tell them if, if the Lord leads me to. So all that is to say, my journey has changed every seven years and I'm in transition now as an author to continue writing and so that my uh, experience can be shared with more people and also through my YouTube channel at Bloom with Deb. Uh, so that's another exciting thing I've been working on since 2018. Yes, I know. And we're going to talk about that in a second, but I do want to kind of circle back a couple other things you mentioned. Um, one is for those who are listening right now, Deb sounds young. She looks young. So you might be like, how old is she? And how old was she when she started that? But we won't give you any, you know, hints on her age, but you can probably do some math, but she is definitely young and youthful and vibrant and vivacious. And so I'm so glad to see that the life that flows in her, right. is flowing out of her in the life that she then, you know, really shares the life and the love of 
of Jesus with other people. And hopefully you can hear that in her um, voice today. So Deb, you said something earlier when you were talking about how you're really learning, like you're having these real life encounters with God. And you said that you're just really learning how to rest in him. And so you kind of gave us the landscape of what your last, you know, 30 plus years, you know, perhaps in ministry has been. And so what would you say to the woman out there who is, who's like, what is the air quote formula for resting in God? Like, what does that look like? Or how do you really walk through it? Which by the way, my listeners know, because I did a big podcast on this earlier this year, this is the year of rest. 2022 is the year of rest. It is the Hebrew year five, seven, eight, two, which is all about the rest of your house, physically your house, um, your temple home. And so I just laugh and, you know, in, in the best way possible that God has given you that opportunity to literally rest in him this year. So would you give any kind of practical, tactical way for someone to learn to rest? <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, the first word that comes to mind is surrender. I think surrender is the first step because we're not in control. And the sooner we realize we're not in control, we realize that is more freeing than you would think. We are wired to want to be in control whether it's controlling our marriage, controlling your kids, controlling your finances, your career, your destiny. I mean, we do have some sense of control, but the illusion of control or security, it reminds me of when I went for a walk and there was a gated community, but on the side of the gate, so cars couldn't go through, but on the side, it was wide open for anybody to walk through the neighborhood. So I'm like, that's a false sense of security. I mean, there's gate is here, but it's not on the side and anybody could walk in and hurt somebody. So I've always thought of that. And it's challenged me to not cling to a false sense of security. It started with my savings account. You know, uh, when it comes to giving and being generous, I think that that has freed me uh, to, I think what first, the first step was gratitude. When I walk in gratitude, I feel more generous because I'm so thankful for everything God has given me and I can't fathom not giving to others. So I think gratitude leads to generosity. Generosity actually comes with a promise. If you look at Psalm 112, verses five through nine, let me share with you a part of it. It actually promises you influence and honor by being generous. It says, good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. Isn't that cool? They are confident and fearless. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever and they will have influence and honor. And that verse, those verses have, I've clung to because I trust the Lord to care for me and I can rest in that. His promises are all over the Bible. The second thing I've learned is about graciousness. The more I'm aware of my sin and need for his grace, the more I can extol grace to others. Mm -hmm. um, it says, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Ephesians 4.32. And some books I've read actually say that forgiveness is one of the most healing things we can do for our body, 
our mind and our spirit. And I think it's really key. Mm -hmm. Not that I was harboring any unforgiveness and that's not what caused cancer by any means. There was no cause for it. But um, I just really believe forgiveness is a key to having rest in the Lord mm-hmm. um, because he doesn't want us to come to him unless we've forgiven our brother or sister. Uh, and as we continue to receive God's love and forgiveness, we have the power to overcome fear and worry and anxiety and anything that's challenging you. Um, the third thing I thought of was I can rest in God because I've committed my life to live for God's glory. It's not about me. The more we can die to self and live in the power of the Holy Spirit and live in his strength, the more freedom we have. I can't talk about him without getting emotional, but I just talk through the tears. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, Matthew 5, 16 says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise his heavenly father. And I believe these are the three things that have given me rest and peace is, you know, the grace of God and being gracious to others, being grateful, being generous and focusing on glorifying him. They're all G's. How about that? Say you might want to put that in a little 4G instead of like the 5G network. You could be the 4G okay. network. I'll think of a fifth one. <laughs> and you could be like the 5G God network or something. I mean, that's like some Verizon mobile. We should start getting royalties from that or something. Deb, I think that's so powerful. I remember in Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, he starts off by, that's the first word, first line, pardon me, of the book is, it's not about you. And I think too, like even hearing your doctors, you know, I followed your, your testimony, of course, throughout this whole process since last fall. And like, people have watched you live out Matthew 5, 16, people have watched you give him praise, even when it was hard. And even when you didn't know the answers, and even when you're like, I don't really know what, you know what I'm doing. I just wrote a blog about this, about how, um, I don't know what's ahead, but I know where I'm going because we don't like, you know, you gave up, you surrendered your fear of your dad getting sick. You surrendered your fear of your mom passing away. You surrendered your fear of cancer. And you were just like, you know what? I have no fear because I know who I'm going with. And I know who I'm, you know, I'm going to exalt and, and all of that. So I think it's just a, such a powerful testimony of your faith throughout all these years. So Thank you. And I think too, we have to have vision. You know, I have a vision for my future. I have vision for future books. I need to write so there's a purpose through all this. And I, I'm even writing a devotional to help cancer patients work through this with God's word, sharing part of my story, but also a scripture and then an explanation. And it's going to be like a 30 day devotional called grace through the darkness. Um, one of my friends was praying for me and she said, God told her Deb's going to be fine. She's got grace through the darkness. And I was like, whoa, what a cool title for a book. I'm going to use that. But I just think it's funny that God is reassuring those that are praying for me that I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And it's been the, our biggest prayer for Steve and I is that other people's prayer lives will be transformed because they're interceding for me. Mm-hmm. Because of their faith, their people, my brother's friends are praying for me. Like people, I don't even, my mom's friends all over the country are praying for, like, this is mind blowing to have 
I'm like, God, it's got to be sick of hearing about Deborah Burns. It's like, she's going to be fine. It's all good. Don't worry. I'm going to fight this. He never tires and he never slumbers. He's never stopped, you know, healing you and walking you through. And, and I love that title of that, um, that book too, the grace through the darkness. And I love, you know, just what you shared in terms of the scripture, you know, uh, Psalm 112, Matthew 5, 16, and then Ephesians four, like all of those are so great. And dad, that's a perfect segue into some of the things that you have done already. I know you introduced yourself as an author. Indeed you are. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've already written, what's coming up. We obviously have a little sneak peek into the journal or pardon me, the devotional, but why don't you tell us what's coming up that really, Anytime I think of you, and as you know, because I've sent you so many gifts and cards and things like that, when I see this word, I'm like, Deb, Deb, I just buy it, put it in the mail and send it off to you. So tell us what's happening, girl. Yes. Um, so in 2018, one of uh, an intern I had one summer is a young girl, and she actually passed away from a drunk driving. No, he wasn't drunk. An accident, car accident. And she inspired me because of her ministry in Kissimmee um, to young adult women that I needed to start a Bloom group. And Bloom stands for Biblically Living Out Our Mission. And so Bloom started two months after in the summer of 2018. I invited some young adult girls into my home on, and we'd sit around the dining room table and, and I got to teach but I also got to hear their perspective and their life and record and that was the beginning that was a rough draft of my book called bloom learning to bloom which will took five years but it is finally going to be published this spring coming out uh, so I've been working with the editor even since September during this chemo stuff we've been editing it and fine-tuning it I've had about four or five beta groups have read it and studied it and we've discussed it on zoom during 2020 so even during covid it was a very productive and intentional time to prepare learning to bloom and then early 2021 i started bloom with deb on youtube as a channel i was in i was interviewing women of all ages who are living out their mission for god in a variety of different ways See, my passion for young women is you graduate college and you're like, okay, I want to do something big, but I'm a Christian. Do I have to marry a pastor? Do I have to be a missionary in Timbuktu? What are my options? So I want to blow that box up and say, you can glorify God by being a wife and mother. You glorify God by being a dancer, a influencer on YouTube, whatever you want to use your platform for, you can be glorifying God in everything that you do. And so I just am inspired to hear other stories of women and what they're doing. And then when I was diagnosed in the fall, God's like, you're biblically living out your mission. You need to share your story and your health journey. I call it my health journey. It's not my cancer journey. This cancer doesn't define me. This is my health journey. And so I started once a week, you know, updating people through these videos and I keep them like, you know, four to six minutes and, uh, and there's tears and there's joy and there's smiles and laughter. But um, I just am excited to have this platform to glorify God, even in the midst of cancer. Who would have thought? And that's exactly what the world needs. So is they need to see that even in the midst of it, 
And even with an uncertain diagnosis, I mean, it sounds like everything is kind of dialed in right now and you're, you know, fully recovering. It sounds like, but that's where somebody needs to fully get the hope, you know, receive the hope that is available to them through your story, through Jesus, you know, so God used you as the vehicle and the vessel to share that love and to share that, share your shines friend. That is exactly what is happening. So super excited about that. So girl, we are going to do some rapid fire things, and then I'm going to tell people how they can find you. I'm going to ask you to share, you know, how people can find you, but just tell us a few little fun things about you. How about we start with tacos or pizza? Pizza. Pizza. Do you have any certain flavor or topping? Oh, I do like the pineapple occasionally or mushrooms. Um, meatball. Steve oh. likes meatball on his. So I'll, I'll go for that once in a while, but I try to stay away from red meat. Okay. Favorite place you've traveled. Oh, Italy. Easy. Oh, easy. Been four times, three for missions and once with Steve. Once for fun. Oh, love what Italy. was your favorite thing to keep you busy over the last few years? Oh, interesting. Favorite thing to keep me busy in the last few years. And while you're thinking, I'm going to challenge the listener to think about that too. Honestly, learning, yeah, learning how to do use YouTube, <laughs> learning That's, new things. Yeah. I mean, it takes weeks or months to learn something new, but it could really, um, it kind of empowers you like, wow, I'm capable of doing this. You know, it's not perfect, yeah. but it's a start and publishing shaken. I, I, my first book I published was a workbook to help teenagers and young adults dealing with their parents splitting up, whether it's divorce or separation, we just use the word splitting up. And it was a, a project I started eight years ago when I need, needed something for our teenagers at our church. Mm -hmm. And now local churches are using it, buying 10, 20 at a time, leading small groups to help teenagers deal with the pain and give them hope for future relationships. It ends on a positive message after working through the grief and the anger, the feelings, but it also has some practical things. So anyways, Shaken is available on Amazon, but publishing that again, redefined me uh, as an author and a speaker. And I think that was a big accomplishment. And I started, I noticed about three years ago, I started living intentionally. Like knowing I was going to publish this book, knowing I'm going to be a speaker, I want to be the best I can be. And I don't want my limitations to hinder me from getting God's word out. So I joined Toastmasters. Toastmasters is an international organization club that you can join for very, very economically. And it helps you practice your speaking skills. And I joined about three years ago. I was actually the president last year. And before I got chemo, before I got cancer, and uh, we have local Toastmaster clubs. Some of them are online on Zoom, but check it out if you want to become a better speaker to prepare for your future. I love it too, because you're so multifaceted, you know, and I think that's, what's great too, is that if anyone is interested in amping up their YouTube channel, if anybody wants to know about publishing and self-publishing versus, you know, traditional publishing. And I mean, you've got so much wisdom and insight to be able to share with people on top of sharing your journey. So I would definitely encourage people to go check out Bloom with Deb over on YouTube. And then also you're on Instagram as well as Facebook under Bloom with Deb, right? Yes. Um, I 
don't keep up with everything as well as I should. That's okay. But yes, I do have a Facebook page with Deborah Muscarella Burns. Uh, Bloom and Jax was the beginning of uh, what we called our group. Now there's over 380 uh, women of all ages who uh, are on our list for um, events and communications. So Bloom and Jax is blooming. I would love to see Bloom in every area. You know, when this new book, Learning to Bloom, comes out, my dream is that this book is one of a series of eight that I'm hoping to write seven more. And um, I would love to see in every city, every college campus, every country, people, small groups using the Bloom materials to lead their own Bloom group. Mm-hmm. You know, Bloom is for everyone. And so I have a big vision for it. I don't know how or when, um, but I'm gonna trust God that he's gonna make all that happen one day. I was just going to say, we got to take the limits off of God. Just be like, you know what? I don't know how or when, but you do. So there you go. And Deb, just remember, I've told you this before. You can't have flowers bloom without some sunshine. So that's why we go together. So that's right. We're shining yeah. and blooming. Yes. And amen. All right, sister friend, any kind of final thoughts here before we dismiss and let our listeners, uh, I'll put all this information that you just shared in the show notes, Deb. Okay. okay. For those yeah. of the listeners, anything else, any word of encouragement or prayer or anything you want to do as we close? Oh, no pressure, yeah. but just ask. Yeah, me. no pressure. Um, <laughs> no, just, you know, every step, every person that has. Sorry, it gets so emotional. I can't talk. No every person that has poured into me since day one is part of who I am today. So I just really believe in discipleship and mentorship and for older women to pour into younger women. I just think that is so important that we take care of the generation coming up behind us. And if you doubt that you have enough to give, that's a lie from the enemy because you do, you have so much experience and wisdom to share with others. It's selfish to keep it to yourself. And I just pray for people to be open to give of themselves and not hold back and to really use all the gifts and talents God has given them Mm -hmm. and don't limit God and don't limit yourself. And, you know, it's just amazing how the people who have poured into me have have prepared me for this day. And this is, and what I'm doing this year is preparing me for 10 years from now, you know? So Mm -hmm. we're always in a preparation season if we acknowledge it and live intentionally. Um, And that's what I'm gonna continue doing. I'm gonna keep living intentionally. Well, I love to, you mentioned earlier about how you gave gratitude, you know, and you said how grateful you were for the people who had gone before and the five, 10, 20 years of doctors, you know, finding out what works and what doesn't and people, you know, helping, if you will pay it forward. And I love that, you know, you already have this devotional in your mind and that intentional way of giving back to that next person, but also too, just, you know, bringing up that next generation of, you know, that discipleship. So we know that Moses, Joshua, and Aaron, like we should always have someone we're, you know, following in their steps and always someone who we're leading as well. So you definitely have been that person for me over so many years, sweet friend. And I know I'm not alone. I know that you have an entire 
sisterhood of us who are, you know, following in your footsteps and uh, just watching you and celebrating you and cheering you. So I pray that over the listener right now, um, that that is a word for her, that she needs to make sure that she is connected as one, you know, a mentor or a disciple to someone, as well as having her own can walk through with her and hold her hand and help keep her arms up. Right. Just like, just like Moses. So there we go, girl. Well, thank you so much, sweet sister friend. And for those listening, you know, I always end with keep on shining. Thanks so much.